Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to New Hope Church Online. And on this New Year's Eve, as we close out 2020, what better way than to step into the presence of the Lord? So we're going to pray as we step into His presence. Would you join me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this evening in which we get to step into your presence. We pray that tonight, we would, as we learn from you, that we would be the people that you made us to be. And even though 2020 came with a lot of unforeseen events, we know that you could see all of those things that were going to take place. And still, you are on the throne. So we thank you that we have the honor of worshiping you tonight. So as we step into your presence, we come through your gates with thanksgiving. In Jesus' name we pray, and we all said together, amen. Well, let's worship the one who makes all things new. That's right. Happy New Year. You're calling me over. You're pulling me close. With love you surround me.
Lord, you hold our head up. You make all things new. And Lord, as we start this new year, we start off with praising you for who you are.
We look back at this past year. We look forward to what God is going to do in the new year. And we are going to raise a hallelujah no matter what we've been through and what's to come still. Yes, God, we look forward to it with you. I'll raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I'll raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I'll raise a hallelujah. Yeah. 
Spirit, come rest on us. 
Well, I am grateful that we can continue to at least get to know one another in this kind of way, even though it's in the chat room that we're saying, you know, good evening and, and uh, saying Merry Christmas or uh, Happy New Year and all of that. One day we'll be able to gather together and greet each other face to face. Then we get to meet, probably for the very first time for many of us, in person. So we do want to say thank you to all of you who continue to support what God is doing through the entire church because you are the body of Christ. You are the church. So tonight as we get ready to receive our tithes and offerings, we know this, that God has been faithful. And because of his faithfulness, we too can be faithful to him. You know, the Bible teaches us that whenever God asks us for something, whether it's the sacrifice of our body in how we serve people, uh, the sacrificing of our giving to Him, or even the thought processes that we go through when we have to encounter difficult decisions or difficult circumstances, no matter what God asks of us, He will always go first. He is the perfect example to look to when we prepare our hearts to give. So tonight as we give to the greatest giver of all, know that it is because of his faithfulness that we too can be faithful in giving. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for being the example of what it means to give. We give to you out of the goodness of our heart. We give to you because we love you. We give to you because you deserve our very best. And as we do so, we know that you will continue to utilize not just the giving that is brought together, but the hearts in which we do so. And collectively together with your spirit, we can bring hope into a world that is in desperate need of your hope. So thank you for those who are giving. We pray for your blessing over them, their families, and your continued guidance. Thank you for watching over us in this past year. And although we've experienced some setbacks, we know that you are setting us forward as we shine brighter this coming year. We give to you with all of our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. And we all said together, amen. Amen. Well, tonight we get to be a part of our New Year's Eve candlelight service. Now, if you've been with us physically here for whatever years you've been here, you, this is familiar to you. So a candle. But because we're not able to gather, we're going to do it in our very own homes. So go get a candle if you have not already. Go get a candle, and at the end of today's service, tonight's service, we're going to light our candles together, okay? So go get those uh, candles ready, and uh, we'll explain a little bit more on what this is all about and the significance. But we want to talk about shining brighter as believers. Because with not just what 2020 looked like, just within a given year, we're going to go through some difficulties in life. And what can happen is as believers our light begins to diminish. We come to the end of the year feeling so fatigued, not just physically, but spiritually and even mentally. So there needs to be something else that sustains us as we close out the year and enter into a brand new year as well as a brand new season. 
The way to do that is to go to the source who gives us life. May we not look back on 2020 and say that this was the worst year ever. May we look back on 2020 and say this was the year that we grew the most in Jesus. This was the year that, that our faith was forged and that our, our belief in Jesus was, was now brought to a higher level of understanding. That we're not going to look back on 2020 and, and feel depressed. We'll look back on 2020 and although there were some depressive moments, we'll look back on 2020 and say, here are the key points in where God grew my faith, in where he solidified my, my, my marriage, uh, got stronger in my family, and relationships were built. I was able to, to accomplish these things. Why? Because God is faithful. He's the source of our light. He's the reason why we can shine brighter. We can only do this together. And I can say with our church for you as, a, as one of the members, or even for those of you who have, you came to this church online. That's how you became a part of what God is doing. Even through your prayers, your giving, your support, your encouragement, we're able to persevere through 2020. We said it from the very beginning that we could only do this together. And I can say that as the lead pastor, I have seen us do this together. And that's why we're here tonight. We get to celebrate the great things that God has done. When you look back on this year, all the times we chose to shine brighter for Jesus, those are the moments that will be memorable for us. Don't let your light dim. Shine brighter this coming year. Some of you uh, have experienced night diving. And night diving, is a, it's, it's an amazing experience because it is so different from daytime diving. Daytime diving, you see everything. And you see the fish going by, and it's, it's I mean, it's a, it's a cool experience. You know, snorkeling, cool experience. Diving, cool experience. Night diving, though, is a completely different experience because you can only see where the light shines. That's good and bad. <laughs> because if there's a shark that goes by, in the daytime, you'd freak out. But at night, if you don't see it, then you don't know it's there. So you only see where the light shines. The first time I went night diving, uh, a couple of my friends invited me, and I'm like, yeah, let's go. So when we got there, and this is so typical of my friends, they're like, oh, we don't, more, we don't want enough uh, lights. I said, what do you mean we don't have enough lights? Yeah, yeah we, only get, we only have so many lights. I said, well, we all have to have lights. He said, oh, no, no, I get, I, get one, I get one spare. I said, oh, that's fine. He gives me a small light. A tiny little light. It's almost like the lights that come free. You know, the, 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 in the mail, like a little click on. So it was just a small little light. And so I said, oh, yeah, that's fine. I'm thinking, no big deal. I went diving before. So we all get in the water. And as we're going into the water, I, I have my light on. And I'm like, no way. No way it's going to be like this. And the light was just bright enough that I could see maybe five feet in front of me, 10 feet in front of me. So it's just enough for me to see. The problem with that is I have to be close up to everything. And what I didn't realize was that when I had a light, because it's nighttime, there are shadows everywhere, everywhere. Daytime, everything's lit. You don't have to worry about anything. So as I'm diving, anything that moved caused a shadow. So when there was like seaweed, I was like, Whoa! And I was like, Whoa! So I, I a little bit panicked, and I had to like, kind of get my act together. 
And I see all my friends' dive lights going, it's like, vroom, 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 vroom. My light is like, wink, wink, wink. And I'm shining my light in. And so every movement of light caused shadows to move in. And there's this one area when I turned, I don't know what it was, it came right at me. And, I just, and I'm kicking and I'm trying to get away from it. The more I get away from it, the more it's coming at me. All it was, I think it was a frond, like a palm tree frond or something like leaves in the water. So the more I moved, the, the, more, uh, uh, the worse it looked. Like it was coming at me. And good thing my friends weren't around because <laughs> this would have been their story of the night. And I was fine. And, and then we went through and then we, we, we caught fish and things like that. So all I know is this. When you go night diving, you better bring the brightest light. You want your light. When you turn it on, it goes boom. That's what you want. You want the water to boil as you're diving so that you can see what's coming at you. And some of my friends are like, yeah, if you see a shark, it doesn't bother you. I'm like, you saw Jaws. Because I saw Jaws. The shark bothers me. It does something to you. So don't tell me that the shark. Oh, no, the sharks, they just cruise by. That's what they want you to think. They also bite. Any shark bigger than my toe, too big. This is what I learned. Whenever we have the image of a light, we will also have the thoughts of darkness. Anytime you talk about, oh, I need a flashlight, I need light, it's normally so that you can see better in the dark. The darker it is, the brighter the light will shine. In the daytime, you can have a very bright light, but it almost seems like it doesn't make that much of a difference. It's usually in the darkest times where light matters most. You know what is interesting is that there's a scripture in the book of Mark, and I'm sure there are notes that you can click on in the link. In the book of Mark, Mark chapter 9, we find that Peter, James, and John experienced something that they never experienced before. And they, they weren't ready for this. But I'll read it to us, and then this will kind of kick off what we'll be looking at. It says, After six days, this is Mark chapter 9, verses 2 through 9. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became radiant, intensely white, as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. And Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. For he did not know what to say, for they were terrified. It's almost like Peter was like, I don't know what to say. Let's just make tents for you guys. Let's make tabernacles. It'd be a great thing. And a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. And suddenly looking around, they no longer saw anyone with them, but Jesus only. And if you have your Bibles, you want to circle that word only. And as they were coming down the mountain, 
he charged them to tell no one what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. Imagine this, the most transformative moment in the life of Peter, James, and John, Jesus' inner circle, the most transformative moment, Jesus told them not to say anything. You would think Jesus would say, now you, do you believe now? This is Moses and Elijah. So this is Moses about the law and Elijah about my second coming. So if anything, this would be the moment for Peter, James, and John to share with the world. But Jesus says, no, no, you're not going to say anything only until I rise from the dead. This is so powerful. Please don't miss this. Jesus was so sure of who he was and what was about to happen and that he would rise from the dead that he used that as the passcode to share the most transformative moment from his inner, of his inner circle, of the guys who are in his inner circle. The most transformative moment for them. He says, not until I rise from the dead can you share this. Imagine Peter, James, and John, because they had their doubts. Imagine that when Jesus rose from the grave, it was their moment to share their most transformative moment on what took place on what we know as the Mount of Transfiguration. See, in order for us to shine brighter, we must listen to his voice. That's what God said. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. That was a key moment, a, 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 a very pivotal point in their walk with Jesus for Peter, James, and John. But they listened to him. And in order for us to shine brighter, we must first go right to the source which empowers us to shine brightly for all to see. That's what Jesus was doing with Peter, James, and John. And here's how. Here's the first thing if you want to write some things down or if you're taking notes online and you clicked on that link. Pay attention to God's message to the world. Did you know that because of technology, the world became that much smaller and accessible? Look at online right now. There are people around the world watching the world became smaller because of technology. So use technology to share God's message. But we have to pay attention to his message to the world. See, this is, this is very crucial for our effectiveness in our families, our relationships, our workplace, the schools that we're in, the different environments that we find ourselves in, our own communities. Look at what Second Peter verses 1 says. Uh, uh, chapter 1 verses 16 through 19 says and this is Peter writing this because remember Peter experienced the most transformative part of his walk with God as he followed Jesus it says for we did not follow cleverly devised stories when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus in power so he's given a little bit of a uh, the backstory of of what they experience on the Mount of Transfiguration. He says, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. He received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory saying, this is my son whom I love and with him I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were with him on the sacred mountain. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable and you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns 
and the morning star rises in your hearts. See, for, for some, it means that the, the, second, coming Jesus, the second coming of Jesus is, is, is a surer prophecy. That it, there's, there's some type of solidification that takes place of the second coming of Jesus. The transfiguration when he was on the mountain. When that happened, and Peter, James, and John experienced that, Everything about the Old Testament came to life for them. Because all of the prophecies that were given, this was the moment for Peter, James, and John that solidified all that they've been hearing. And Jesus did it in such a way that now they can comprehend what it meant for Jesus to predict the glory of God on his very own life and the fulfillment of his second coming. Like, it's almost like, you know when someone says, oh man, you gotta try, like, I'll just use Carolyn, my friend Carolyn. You gotta try Carolyn's cornbread. It's so good. So good. Someone would say, you can say that all you want, but until I try it, it doesn't mean anything. And the reason why they don't try it is because I don't share, so they just gotta take my word for it. But you don't know until you try it yourself. One of my friends, Tina, they make this Chex Mix for Christmas and only during Christmas. Small hint, Tina. And I can say that's the best Chex Mix that I've ever tasted. And my friends would say, unless I try it myself, I'm not going to believe. So I would share and let them try it. It's the only time they will believe is if they try it. You may say that about, you know, mom's cooking or dad's stew or, or so-and-so's, um, you know, somen salad, something like that. You only know that it's good when you try it. Even though people have said the words, even though they may have said, oh, it's so good, even though they may have posted it on social media, you really wouldn't know unless you tried it. With Peter, James, and John, they heard all the prophecies. They heard, they knew the laws of Moses. They heard about the prophetic words. They heard the prophecies of Elijah. They heard all of the prophetic words of this coming Messiah and who he was to be. But it was on the Mount of Transfiguration that they tasted the glory of the Lord. It did something to their faith. That's why the Bible is telling us to pay attention to God's message to the world. Tell me God didn't get our attention this past year. Now you might be thinking, I, I thought God doesn't cause bad things to happen. No, no, no. I'm not saying that God caused the bad things to happen. What I am saying is, it does get our attention. God will use everything so that we draw near to Him. He's always drawing us near, but we have to do the same. Otherwise, we'll run from Him. And He's saying, I need your attention because there's something that I'm doing in your life that you do not see right now. And hopefully we drew closer to him in this season as we pay attention to, his, to God's message to us. What is God speaking to you tonight? What is he saying? As we close out this year, don't miss out on the message that God has for you. Maybe you've been listening to everyone else who said that you are no good, 
Look at the mistakes you've made. But really, you're not, you're not, you're not gonna, you're not gonna man up. You're not gonna grow up. You're not gonna mature. Maybe they keep bringing up your past. Maybe they keep talking about the bad things that you have done, or they, they just give you no chance or opportunity to prove yourself that you have changed. Whatever it would be, what is, what is God's message to you? Because people, they're going to say whatever they're going to say, and if you're only listening to that message, then you will miss out on the message of God because God has a greater plan for your life. He believes in you so much, so much so that he gave his one and only son so that we could reach our full potential. So pay attention to God's message to the world because with it come significant promises and change. The second thing is to shine my light in dark places. You know, there are also dark places, not just out there in the world or in the, you know, in the deepest parts of our communities or the, you know, the, 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 the places where that's where all the bad people hang out. There are also dark places in our hearts. There are dark places in our homes. And so God says, well, I've given you a light to shine in dark places. You know, we were, we were in the back of my yard one day with my grandchildren. I have three grandboys, and we were adventuring. So when we adventure, in fact, this was nighttime, so it was during the night, and I said, let's go get some flashlights. So we went in the back of the yard, and they said, what are we looking for, Papa? I said, we're looking for anything, whatever, whatever move, let's go look. So some of them, they're like very fearful, so they're very close to me. Some of them, they're just, you know, adventurous enough not to be as close to me. And so as we're shining, I turned this way, and there were two glowing eyes. I was not expecting that. So I turned, I was like, hey, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 guys, you, you see that? You see, yeah, those, those lights? And it didn't move at all. It didn't move, and it was far from us, so you just could see the glowing. And normally when you do that, because it's an animal, it'll turn away and leave. It's, it stayed there. And so all the grandchildren are like, what is that, Papa? What is that? Now I'm thinking, I wonder what Pastor Marsha would say. Because she wouldn't say, oh, that's just a cat. It's just a dog. I would, I would love to hear afterwards what Pastor Marsha would say. In fact, Pastor Marsha, put it in the chat. What, what would you really say? Or what, anybody else, what would you say? To your grandchildren, whom you love dearly. So I'm shining, and, and I got freaked out a little bit because I wasn't expecting it. And so then after we were done, I just told them, it was a cat uh, or some, some animal. Uh, it, 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 it's going to go away, which it did eventually. And by the time it went away and we were done with that, I could see that in my grandchildren that even though they're scared, they're scared of the dark at that age, when they had the light, they were a little bit less fearful. Plus, they were with Papa, right? They, supposedly, Papa could take out whatever that is, so they're not that afraid. So when we're able to shine our lights in dark places, you're going to see some, <laughs> you're gonna see some scary things. You'll become startled here and there. You, you'll even experience some things that you weren't ready for. But we have our Father with us. So when we're able to shine in dark places, just remember that the dark places are where the mission is. God has called us as the church to shine in our communities. 
in our homes, in our very own lives. The Bible puts it like this in Matthew chapter 5, verses 4 through 16, uh, 14 through 16. Jesus says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Recently, our One Missions uh, team uh, went into our community and gave some backpacks away and, and some things that will help those who are struggling during this time to at least find some hope and that we, would, we were able to share the love of Jesus Christ. So we want to say thank you to Debbie McRae, uh, Chad Koneko, uh, Shana Koneko, and, and the rest of the team for doing that because what that does is it allows us to shine our lights into our community in such a way that may bring people one step closer to the Lord or even at least give them that kind of hope. That's what it means to shine brighter. God speaks something to you you heard his message, then go follow through with it. And I know many of you, you do that constantly, consistently. You hear his voice and you act upon it. Sometimes we don't want to visit dark places because it's difficult, hurtful. Sometimes there, you may, you may uh, bad things will be brought up. Bad memories will be brought up. Or maybe as we visit the dark places, it unveils the truth we never wanted to face. But you know what is interesting? When the Bible says that a town built on a hill cannot be hidden, it continues and it says, Neither do my people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. And then, the, can we put the scripture back up? It ends in this way and we're going to read it together. And this is the end part. Ready? Go. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good works or your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. This is why we shine our lights in the hopes that people glorify God in heaven. And sometimes shining in dark places means to help others who are in the dark because they don't know where the hope is. So we become that, that beacon of light, that beacon of hope for people. You know, the most comforting words that Peter, James, and John might have heard on the Mount of Transfiguration was the voice of the Father saying that this is my beloved Son and listen to Him. And he gave them a guide, a person, an individual who would represent the Father that when you see Jesus, you see the Father. God gave us someone to lead us. He gave us Jesus. That's why he said, listen to him so that we can shine brightly. The last thing I want to leave us with is simply listen to Jesus. Listen to Jesus. If God said for us to listen to his own son, we can trust that it will go well with us. Don't we say that to our children? Have you ever come to a place of, of such frustration? You're so mad, you, you don't even yell. Like this is when our children are like, man, I wish you yelled. I wish you, were, I wish you threw something or you gave us lickens or something, but you're too calm right now. That's, that's not good. That you're so calm that you say things like this, like, 
no, if you, if you just clean up, everything will be fine. Yeah, put that away. Make sure you put that away. Yeah, please don't speak like that to me ever again. Um, and if you guys would just listen, if you just listen, okay? Eyes on me. If you would just listen to what I'm saying. No, no, don't look away. All your pupils need to be dilated on me. If you would just listen to me, everything, everything would be perfect. All you have to do is listen. Repeat after me. All, all, all I have to do is listen. And if you listen, no one gets hurt. Everybody's safe. No one gets yelled at. If you'd only listen. Okay, now go ahead. Continue to do what I asked you to do. And then we can go to the beach. And cut. Isn't that scary? That's, that, that, I wouldn't want to be in their shoes in that moment. I'm thankful, I am very thankful that God, in his grace, gave us Jesus as the mediator to listen to. He's the mediator. He comes with grace and truth. So when God says listen to him, God's doing us a favor. That Jesus is the image of the invisible God. And so with Jesus comes these instruct come these instructions. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27, the Bible tells us, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine, and this is Jesus speaking, and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock, and the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain descended, the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell. And great was its fall. These are the words of Jesus and he says, listen to me. He comes with grace and truth. Many of us have fallen. Maybe in 2020 we fell so hard we don't know how to get back up. But I want to encourage you. Don't let the fall that happened to you rob you of the call Jesus put in you. He, he, he calls us out of the darkness into his marvelous light for a specific reason. There's a a woman who was caught in the very act of adultery in the scriptures. And, and the religious leaders bring her to Jesus and says, Jesus, what are we supposed to do with this woman? In fact, the, the law says we're supposed to stone her to death. What do you say, Jesus? Now, right after this woman who was to be stoned to death because, of her, because her accusers brought her to Jesus to condemn her, being caught in adultery, Jesus says, well, whoever has no sin you cast the first stone. And we know what happened, and if you don't know the story, basically, they knew their sin, they knew they all sinned, so they all dropped their stones, and then they left. 
And then Jesus says to her, uh, so uh, this, is in, this is in John 8, uh, 10 and 11. Jesus stood up and said to the woman, where are your accusers? Uh, your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, neither do I go and sin no more. Now imagine that that whole scene takes place and everyone sees this. And out of that whole entire scene, as Jesus does this, this woman, t- tell me she doesn't, she doesn't now look to Jesus for her identity because he gave her value once again. And while everyone is watching and all that is taking place after that, in John 8, 12, Jesus spoke once more. It's like Jesus saw the moment and he needed to say what I'm about to read. He said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. The adulterous woman heard that. She heard that. She found hope and healing because she found Jesus. Jesus wanted to make sure that it wasn't the law that you follow that will lead to life. It would be him. He was reminding everyone, you don't have to walk in darkness. You don't have to deal with the hopelessness that you've been dealing with, the despair, the the devastation of, of, of your spiritual life, depressive moments, which we will feel he says, that's not, that's not what I designed you for. I have a wonderful life ahead for you. What was Jesus saying? What was, he, what was he saying to the woman and everyone who was there? Especially when they would light up the menorah with the, the, the light. There's this blazing light that's right behind Jesus that they would do, that they would light for the ceremonies. And Jesus specifically said that because he was letting them know it's not going to be this light It's going to be me. When he stands there, Jesus is letting everybody know that your life is never too dark for me to brighten. That's what our candlelight service is all about. That's why we light our candles. When we light our candles, I want you to do something. I want you to reflect. And I'm going to ask Pastor Kat if she can light mine. And you can go ahead and get your candles and you can light them when you're ready. But I want, to, I want us to reflect and, and if you want to discuss this, you can. But what areas can Jesus brighten in your life tonight? And then what can, or how can you shine brighter for, for Jesus from now on? What would that look like? And can we do that for him? I'm, I'm not sure if someone can dim these lights. I'm not sure if they can... I'm not sure how it's going to look on camera, but if we try, if, if they say no, then uh, it's because we're not able to on camera. Anyway, I want you to reflect a little bit. And I want you to just look at the candle. Look at the light. If we can dim these two just enough. I know on the cameras it's going to be a little tough to do. But I want you to take a moment and I want you to just think about what Jesus said. That he is the light of the world. 
Now imagine what this light can do. And with everything we spoke about tonight, take some time, and maybe for a minute or so, just listen to Jesus. God, we are thankful that you speak to us. You have given us your one and only son that as we close out this year together, as we look forward to 2021, help us to pay attention to the message you have given to the entire world. That there is a Savior. We have a Savior. And He will come back. So let us, let us listen to Him. Seek His face. Seek His voice. That we would be able to take the Spirit that you have given to us and shine in dark places. So we ask for your Spirit to rest on us. We thank you for all that we have learned this past year. Help us as we step into next year to shine brightly for you. In Jesus' name I pray. We all sit together. Amen. I want to remind you this Sunday, we're also going to have our communion Sunday. So you can get whatever elements you need, juice and bread, we're going to receive on the first Sunday of our year together communion because we're going to be entering a new series that we're, it's going to help us to, to experience life in a new way. And we're going to start with learning about this new covenant that Jesus put for us to follow. As we sing this song as our final song of the year, let this also be our prayer. God bless you guys and Happy New Year. Thank you, Pastor Sheldon, for such an awesome message. And would you join us as we call down the Holy Spirit to rest on us?
you so much for joining us for New Hope Church Online. We hope that you have a great and happy new year. And don't forget to join us every Wednesday night at 6.30 p.m. as well as every Sunday morning at 7, 9, and 11 a.m. God bless everybody. Take care and aloha.